Hi friends, welcome along. This is the Influence Podcast. If you're looking to inspire more people, have a positive impact on a global scale, build an influential and magnetic brand, and build a profitable business with your unique gifts and talents, then the Influence Podcast is for you. I'm your host, Jake Adam Davey, former high school French and Spanish teacher, turned international speaker, online business coach, and Instagram growth and monetization enthusiast. You can find tools, resources, and so much more on the website, jakeadamdavy.com. And you can also say hello on Instagram at jakeadamdavy. Please also, if you're enjoying the podcast, do feel free to leave a review. The more stars, the better, of course. But equally, if you're not enjoying it, you are still invited to leave a review. The one thing I would also ask is, of course, sharing is caring. So if you've listened to something or heard something in the podcast that you think you've enjoyed or would be useful and beneficial to other people, then please do hit that share button and pass it on to somebody that you know. I'd be so very, very grateful and so thankful if you did. Now let's dive into today's episode on the Influence Podcast. Hello, welcome along. This is episode number 65 of the Influence Podcast and today I'm excited to uh, introduce and interview uh, Jason Osborne. Jason Osborne is a LinkedIn lead generation expert, certified life coach and delivers really one of the uh, probably most enjoyable and probably best interviews I've had so far. Um, Jason started his first business at uh, age 20, uh, selling window coverings, and that grossed over $150,000 in his first year, uh, which is quite remarkable. Um, his journey into the online world came in 2007, when he trained and qualified as a certified life coach, and within 18 months, uh, he'd had a, built a, an email database of around 9,000 loyal uh, subscribers, and exploded his coaching business to serve clients in 13 different countries around the world. Um, that no doubt, as you can imagine, with those kind of results, uh, very, very quickly whet the appetite. And from there, uh, he has continued then to build uh, his online business. And he moved into that space very, very quickly to share his success and ultimately teach other people how they can do the same for his business as well. Um, Jason now specializes, as I mentioned earlier, in LinkedIn. He's got his own unique leads method, which helps uh, experts, uh, coaches, how to or, or teaches them, if you like, how to generate two to five high quality leads per day without paying for ads. Um, and of course, the Influence Podcast is very much um, about Instagram, and, and I very much talk about Instagram and how much I I love that and use that, and the and the best way to to uh, if you like utilize the platform to build your brand, um, generate leads for your business as well. Um, but I must say that over the past probably eight months or so, seven eight months or so. Um, I have been using LinkedIn an awful lot more and it's probably generated around 40% of total revenue in the company this year, uh, which is pretty remarkable. And Jason's support, if you like, and coaching and sessions that we've done together have been a massive, massive part of that as well. So I'm, I'm extremely grateful to him. Um, and you'll see why with some of the things that he, he shares in this episode, exactly why um, he's been able to get those results, why uh, he's been able to support me getting those types of results as well with LinkedIn um, and now why he he's in the position that he's uh, you know able to, to work with so many different uh, business owners and entrepreneurs supporting them as well. So extremely, extremely exciting. Uh, I do know Jason rather well. Uh, we've been working together now for the last couple of years. Uh, we, we both work for uh, a larger social media uh, company, if you like, and, uh, and he is the kind of 
lead coach, uh, the director of the coaching program there. And that's sort of earned him, if you like, the, the kind of title of the coach's coach, which I think is probably the, the, the best way to summarize what he does at the moment. He is, you know, almost sits above all the coaches that I work with and that I know and, and is the coach's coach. So uh, I guess there's no probably no better place to leave it than there other than um, I do hope you enjoy this interview. I, I certainly did. I took a lot from it. Um, and you're able to connect with Jason. I will uh, include links in the show notes, but you can connect with Jason directly on LinkedIn. Uh, linkedin.com forward slash Jason Osborne O-S-B-O-R-N um, connect with him there and, um, and and just you know say hello say that you enjoyed the episode of course I do hope that you do and um, yeah let's do it let's dive in I'm sure that you'll enjoy this one other thing that I should mention and I, I almost forgot to do this but I will mention this and this is the other reason that I love Jason is that at the time of recording there was quite a lot of construction work happening on my building so we we started off very very smoothly you know as as you would do with any kind of or hopefully would do with any kind of interview and then uh, drilling and banging and hammering and uh, all these types of things started happening literally outside my my window um so this as you find towards the end of the the interview Jason pretty much I asked I literally we stopped the recording and I don't normally do that with an interview but I stopped the recording and just said I'm just going to have to ask you to carry on so fair play, you know, within the last kind of 10, 15 minutes, Jason literally just, just almost monologues it and he kind of walks you through step by step his process that he use, uses on uh, LinkedIn right now. So uh, if, if the sound kind of cuts out or it sounds a bit strange uh, towards the, 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 the end of this, then you understand why. Um, but yeah, massive again, thanks to Jason for, for holding it all together uh, like a true professional that he is and, um, and, and, and delivering what I think is an outstanding, uh, outstanding, uh, outstanding interview. So uh, let's do it. Let's dive in. Enjoy, and um, yeah, let's uh, let's let, let me introduce to you Jason Osborne. Okay, uh, what an introduction! I am really excited, and thank you so much, Jason. I'm delighted to have you on the uh, the Influence Podcast today. Jason, welcome to the Influence Podcast. Hey, Jake. Thanks so much for having me, man. It's uh, I've been looking forward to this for for a while now, so appreciate you having me on, man. Same, absolutely the same. Um, we've. I've got to start in a very unusual place. We've known each other now for about um, probably about 18 months. Um, not seen as much of each other because of the lockdown and such, but yeah. known each other for about 18 months or so. But I have to ask, I keep, we keep coming back to this, and this seems to be something that is just hilarious. Where are you from, Jason? Where am I from? Yeah, I get asked that question all the time. <laughs> it's some very interesting, interesting things. Um, but I'm originally from Texas, believe it or not. Um, I'd like to think my Texas accent has somewhat gone away, uh, but I lived in, I, I grew up in Texas, moved to the Republic of Ireland in, uh, in Galway on the west coast of, of Ireland about 15 or so years ago, and then moved to the north of England about nine years ago. So um, my accent's all over the place. I always tell people I can't understand myself half the time either, but uh, yeah, that's, that's where I'm from. So long, long way away from home. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I, lo- I love that. We, we seem to have, um, it seems to be a topic that whenever we're speaking together, and again, just to, to give a bit of context for, for people listening, we've, we've, we've spoken together at different events and we do training together and we deliver coaching together and such as well. Um, but that's a question which I've, I've found people seem to ask you more than anybody else that I think I've ever, ever seen. Um, so let, let's kind of dive in. I'd love to know a little bit about your more seriously, obviously, where you're from, but but what the background is and what has kind of brought you now to being such a, I would kind of see you as being the coach's coach in a way. That's that's how I, I kind of relate to you as being, you know, there's a number of coaches that we know, but you're almost like the coach's coach in that you're helping coaches further enhance and develop their business. So how has that kind of come about? 
Yeah, it, it's um, uh, it, it's been a journey, as all all journeys are. Um, I've always been very entrepreneurial. Uh, ever since I was a kid, I've always been looking at doing stuff. I was selling sweets in in uh, middle school back in Texas. Uh, got shut down by the teachers, <laughs> but still <laughs> still made a, a nice little hefty profit for about six weeks. And um, but I, I started my my first business when I was twenty, and uh, I was living in Houston, and it was a window covering business, and so just literally drive around the housing, these new development housing estates, drive around. You knew who your target market was because you could see in their house, no window coverings whatsoever, and uh, and built and, and built that up. 20 had no idea really what I was doing as a business owner. I uh, always was, uh, I'm still quite introverted, but particularly back then, it's quite introverted going into strangers' homes and having to, so not only would you go into stranger homes, you knock on the door, they, believe it or not, they just would let you in, okay? <laughs> but you'd have to go in and you, you can't, you know, have a toolbox and stuff. And you had to go in and measure all the windows because you couldn't quote them until you knew what size the windows were and how many windows and all that sort of stuff. So they let this 20-year-old kid come into their brand new home, go just freely walk around. They just go, yeah, go ahead. And they're down in the the living room or kitchen, and I'm just going in all these bedrooms. I could have stolen anything I wanted. It was crazy. (laughs) So you go through measure all the windows, come back down, and then you kind of go through the different product samples that they might want to do, and then you quote up and offer. And so it taught me loads and loads about how to communicate with people, how to make people feel comfortable with you. Um, You know, looking at it now, you know, I'm 41, looking at it now, at 20, having a 20-year-old coming in and doing that, I'd probably be a little bit dubious of that going, 20-year-old kid, what's he doing with this? But, you know, that first year, you know, I did $150,000. Um, and so you know, it wasn't too shabby. But so that's that's kind of where my whole business journey started is with that. Um, what did, what did fact, you, um, sorry, Jason, to yeah, yeah. What, what did you kind of take from that? Is it, it, it was it was the main thing that you learned the, the sales experience? Was it having the, the kind of the, the guts to go up and just ask and, and take action as opposed to overthinking it? What was kind of the main thing do you think you took away from that? Yeah, my, there, there are quite a few things. I, I, I love that experience because it taught me so many things. The, 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 I, the main thing that I, that I realized is this, you have to go in with confidence. And oftentimes we don't see ourselves the way other people see us. And I could have gone in and thought, you know, I'm 20 years old. Why would they, why would they think I would be able to offer them anything? Why would they buy from me? When, you know, there's other competitors 10, 15, 20 years older than I am, probably with, and a lot of them even had more experience in that industry than I did. Why would they buy from me? So if you go in with that sort of kind of attitude, which you might feel that, but you can't have that being expressed that way. Mm-hmm. And so that's, that's really taught me a lot of things as well. I learned a lot about customer service uh, during that process as well, uh, because you're, you're putting something in their home that they're going to live with for the next five, 10, 20 years, however long they're in the house. And, you know, if, if, it, if it wasn't right, they'd let you know. And the thing is, you know, everyone in any of the countries I've lived in, people always kind of make fun of builder, builders saying how fast they throw up houses and all that kind of stuff. But uh, this is a bit technical now, but on windows in the States, they build them with like sheetrock. 
and you could have anywhere between half an inch to I've, the, the biggest difference I saw was a three inch difference between where the windows would curve and stuff. So you can't fit a blind on its widest point or it won't, it'll stop, it'll catch itself. So you have to do it on its smallest point, which means there could be some big gaps on the edges. So having to go through there, because obviously they blame you, oh, the, the, the blind doesn't fit. It's like, well, no, your, your window is wonky. <laughs> you <know? laughs> and um, they're like, I'll pay $200,000 for this house. You know, like, well, your builders built you a wonky window. Obviously I didn't communicate in that way. So all that sort of stuff I learned a lot about. Um, it was it was a fun experience, man. Loads loads of stuff I learned about that I still bring into business today. Yeah. So what what was that transition like? Obviously moving to a new country, moving into this this the, the coaching business, and now and and, and position yourself and as as a coach with so much experience. How how did that transition start? Yeah. So I I moved to Ireland. And uh, I, when I moved to Ireland, I wanted to start up a business because, as I said, I've always really loved business. So I, I got a job when I moved there and started looking for an opportunity to start business. I knew, it was a new country. I didn't understand a lot of the things around laws and business laws and all that kind of stuff. So I wanted to kind of fill things out and see where things were. But one of the things, particularly 13 years ago, was online business. It was, it was really, really new. It's still in the grand scheme of things really knew having an online business, but particularly back then it was just really brand new. And I have always been really inspired by personal development and, and I love helping people. So I thought, well, let's bring those two together. So I trained up as a life coach and started my online journey at helping people. And uh, while I loved what I was doing, those first couple months in business, I didn't, I didn't do anything like, I think I think by the end of the second month or third month, I'd made like, I don't know, 20 or 30 euro or something like that. It wasn't much. Hmm. But I just, I loved the whole process of it. And one of the things that I, I loved about it is even though I wasn't making money those first, few, those first kind of two or three months, the impact that I was having of seeing, you know, people would read articles I put or people would sign up to my list and they would do things like that. And I would think, wow, these people don't know me. I'm, I could be, I'm half the world away for some of these people, but they're still, they, I'm still adding value to them. And, and I love that. So it drove me to learn more and more and more. So in that process, in about 18 months time, uh, I built up an email list of 9,000 people. I was coaching for people in 13 different countries and all that. And I, I'd gotten to know a couple big online marketers at, at the time. Uh, some of them still around as well. And they said, look, Jason, you need to start showing people and teaching people how to, how to do this. And, and I was like, D do what? Cause I, I felt like I was still learning, you know? And um, so, and I was, but they said, look, people want to learn how to market online. They want to, to, it, people would kill to be able to have coaching clients in 13 different countries. So start helping people do this sort of thing. So I, I took a leap. Uh, I, moved, I transitioned, pivoted my business where I wasn't life coaching anymore, but I was helping people and, and teaching them how to market themselves online. So that's kind of the initial journey. Um, that was about 11 years ago when I, when I pivoted. And I've been doing that in one way or another, um, off and on for the last 11 years now. Um, yeah. Of course, I'm doing what I'm doing now. So, yeah, but yeah, it's, it, it, was, it was pretty cool. Yeah, I like that. I like that. It's it. You, you kind of say it as if it, it's nothing. Like oh, nine thousand people on the list, and 
coached in 13 countries and that's for me that's that's the that's the headline i think that's incredible um and to be able to do that as you say 13 years ago when when um this was comparatively you know relatively new even today you know the 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 the, um you've already mentioned it's it's a lot easier it feels a lot easier to be moving online and for people to be working online obviously with the the current situation covid and such we're forced online um in a way more so than maybe some people are prepared for but that's the way it's it's kind of going um what in in your development because we're going to talk more about how you've niched down how you're more specific at this stage but over the course of that time over the course of that development over the course of that growth who or what has was just really important for you or inspirational for you or um essential in your growth and development over that time was there one person was there a group of people was there a particular training what what had such a massive impact on your growth and development do you think yeah well during that time the there were definitely people that influenced me um obviously a good friend of mine paul omahoney um was a good friend we we started out uh, he's quite a big name now but we we knew each other when he wasn't a big name um but that was a great influence um you know i had a couple other mentors that around uh that helped me in that process um there was a lot of ha- that happened in that time as well there was a lot of challenges in my personal life that that i was dealing with and the thing for me that always kept bringing it back is i, I always wanted to help impact people and mm-hmm. it's something i've wanted to do believe it or not ever since i was like 12 13 years old you know i when i was 12 and 13 I was kind of starting to develop this whole thing where I knew that I wanted to help people find and and fulfill their purpose and potential in life. And obviously there's loads of ways that you can do that, but that's always been a real driving factor for me. And that's always brought me back to the element. So, you know, loads of things that I've read, um, obviously particular online marketing stuff, a lot of things with Russell Brunson, Ty Lopez and stuff. Uh, lots of stuff, just looking and studying what they do. Um, you know, obviously there's, there's the, the infamous, uh, you know, Tony Robbins, uh, his stuff has obviously been massive impact. Um, John D Martini, which I know you're a big fan of as well, Jake, um, yeah. his stuff has really, really transformed a lot of the way that I've, I've, I've thought and how just, you know, looking at how things balance out and, you know, there's always a positive with negative and negative with positive. And looking at those things that take place in our life and how they've helped us to, to create that balance in life and improve our life and not always trying to have that one-sided fantasy where everything's positive all the time, which is where, where we often fall down. And yeah. so, yeah, there's been loads and loads of stuff. And, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm pretty uh, somewhat of an avid reader. So, you know, whether it's reading a book or whether it's on Audible or you know, podcasts and stuff like that. I'm always trying to take things on board and, and learn. The, the other thing that that's really important um, for me as well that I've, I understand there's something I think we've talked about this before, Jake, where oftentimes when we're coaching people, they'll say, oh yeah, I know that. And we know a lot of things, but actually applying those and understanding the importance of having that consistently in our life is I'm understanding that better and better. And I think all of that as a whole, the thing that I've really taken away from that is the power of osmosis, which is basically 
continually surrounding yourself with people that are either on the same pursuit and journey you're on that you guys can grow and feed off of each other and also surrounding yourself with people that are already where you want to be and you can, can learn from and, and being around that as often and as much as possible. And that's, that's a big thing that I've dipped in and out of, I think for a lot of my life, but I have purposely uh, and, and very focused surrounded myself with people where I want to be and also remove people out of my life that aren't going the direction where I want to go. And as much as I can, I mean, obviously there's some, some people you can't always do completely, but and that sort of thing where you're constantly surrounded with people that are moving forward, the stuff that you learn and pick up from is unbelievable. So that that's been a huge, huge learning for me. And something I always continue to do is, is surround myself with people that I can learn from and grow from and also give back to, you know, it's a, it's a mutual, mutually beneficial relationship for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I fully agree. I think, I think I, that, that is, and that's the beauty of, of um, the, the emphasis on the people that you surround yourself with, you know, the, the idea of not, not being the smartest person in the room, um, but perhaps far from, far from it or as much as you can position yourself as that. So then you can learn from those around you. And that comes on to, you know, coaching, mastermind sessions. Um, how do you, other ways that you can um, absorb that information in, such as podcasts, audibles, and, and things we've talked about. Yeah. Um, we had a conversation right at the start of the year, um, I, I think before um, before the, the whole lockdown and such, and and we had a conversation, there was a book that you were reading, which is The Miracle, was it The Miracle Equation or The Miracle Morning? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Miracle Equation, yeah. And there was, there was something which I really liked because we talked in that, we talked about our goals and, and the idea of having one big goal for the year that we were chatting about. And we, had, we, we obviously had our own personal um, goals and things we were working towards. Um, but the phrase that you used was something along the lines of, even if I don't hit that goal, even if I don't get there, it's more about the person that I have to become to try and hit that goal. Um, yeah where does that why is that how is that so well maybe a bit of an obvious question but how is that so important why is that so important to you yeah gosh that's that's a deep question so as i look forward in the things that i want to do in life and obviously with with the people that that i coach and and all of that looking at where they're going with with things what i realize is is this the the main thing that holds us back is ourselves. And, and I know we, it's kind of a cliche. We hear it all the time, but becoming the person that can do the things that you're wanting to do in life is the most important thing because we can dream. We've we dreamed about loads of stuff and, you know, um, Jake, you know, we, we've talked about loads of stuff that each of us would like to do. It's great to dream. It's great to think. It's great to do all those things. And, and, uh, the majority of the world visits this every single year around new year's, you know, that what do I want to do? What do I want to, you know, what do I want to have this year? What do I want to change? You know, losing weight, going to the gym is probably the, the number one thing that most people do. But having, having that as a goal is very different from becoming that person and becoming that person doesn't, it's no longer a goal anymore. It just is. That's who you are. And 
if we if we knew how to do all of all of those things to be that person we'd already be doing it and we'd have those things and so for me writing down something and looking at that as a goal or where I want to be with it the outcome is great but what i look at is who do i have to become to not only obtain but maintain that outcome and to me, that's a, that is a huge, huge differentiation, if that's even a word, okay, um, <laughs> between just a, a typical New Year's resolution and actually doing something, actually making a change. And so, yeah, it, it's huge. It's, it's that journey of who you become around things. Um, one of the things to do is my, my notebook here. I have a, a uh, I write down all my, my journal and I write down things that I'm, I'm grateful for. And I also have daily habits and I track those every single day to say, okay, am I on point with where I want to be? Because I know if, if I'm developing a new habit, I need to track that. I need to monitor that. And eventually it will just be who I am. The flip side. And one of the questions I ask myself is if I already had this, what would I need to do? Or there, uh, another really good book. And if, if, if people haven't read this, I highly recommend it. It's called Go for No. It's a great book. It's a really easy read. It's, it's quite short. And, but the, the whole kind of thought process around it is this guy wakes up one day and he's in this mansion and he doesn't know where he is. And it ends up, he's, I think he's like 20 years ahead and he's in his mansion and he has a conversation with himself and it's his, the successful version of himself 20 years later. Right. And his successful self is telling him the things of what he did to be able to get to that point. And a lot of it was just doing the things that are successful. Mm. And if you do those in your, your on point and focused on, on a daily basis, it becomes habitual. And before you know it, you're just doing the successful thing and being that successful person. And then the results will follow. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's the way I kind of look at it. So, yeah, I, the, yeah, this, there's so much there because that comes back to the the idea of I know that um, the, you know the phrase that um, I don't know if it originates with him but T Harvecker I remember seeing <clears throat> in the um, in the Millionaire Mind the phrase oh I know that but the difference between yes I know that and I do that is is massive and that relays into those other areas of habits and success habits and you know we all have a very good idea of what we need to do to achieve X or we can find out quite easily but it's the accountability and, and actually taking their steps and maybe having somebody that can think a little bit bigger or can see the path further down the line, um, which I think makes the difference. I fully agree. Um, I want to transition a bit, a bit into then, um, I'll, sorry, just on that, I'll put the, the, the book Go For No, I'll put the, a link to that in the show notes. I've not heard of that, but um, I will add that to the list. So thanks for that, Jason. Yeah, it's a good book. Um, so let's move on a little bit further now because you now specialize in and, and specifically um, supporting business owners, entrepreneurs um, with LinkedIn uh, and the platform LinkedIn. So I've got an idea in my mind, but I'd love to know if you sort of share the same sort of ideas. Why was it so important to specialize um, as a coach? Yeah. So specializing as a coach makes you different. It it's, makes you stand out above the crowd. One of the things that I always tell my clients and, and this takes some time when I work with clients, this can take anywhere between one to two hours to really nail down, hash out and get 
really specific with it. If you're not specific and specializing what you do, you put yourself in a commodity market. And one of the reasons why I love working with coaches is because I started off as a coach and I started off as a life coach. And over the last 13 years, it, I love seeing people want to pursue, you know, being, being a life coach or NLP, hypnotherapy, business coaching, executive coaching, anything that's helping people to excel, move forward, growth, all that stuff. I love seeing people move into those, those arenas, but I've seen so many people move into that and even train, they, you know, they get certified or whatever. And then they stop six months later because they can't get clients. And the reason why is because, you know, you'll, you'll see on whether it's, you know, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, whatever, they'll just say, I'm a life coach or I'm an executive coach. And that doesn't mean anything to anybody. There's a lot of preconceived ideas around what that title gives and what it doesn't give, particularly within, you know, as a life coach, um, the, the term life coach seems much more, um, when I started, people were like, what's a life coach? I don't really understand it. So I think people have somewhat of an idea, but oftentimes they have a negative idea or it's just real hairy fairy. Like, oh, okay, here we go. You're going to help me reach my dreams, life coach, right? And so people have these ideas around it. But as a life coach, what do you do, right? And so when I ask people, they'll say, oh, well, I help people reach their dreams. Okay, well, who's your target market? Well, everybody. Really? So five-year-old is your target market? Well, no. Okay, so 85-year-old is your target market? Well, no. Okay, so men are your market? No. Women? No. And so all of a sudden, that's what where people fall short on how they promote themselves because they're not specializing. They're not really specific on who it is they're helping and that one main specific outcome they're able to help them to achieve. And so specializing helps people not only to promote themselves, but attract the right type of clients as well. Yeah. And one of the, the challenges, um, I, don't, I don't know if, it, if challenge is the right word, but I think where this comes from when, because there's, there's often resistance. And I know, I know you've seen this as well, Jake, with, with your clients, but sometimes there's resistance of people wanting to specialize mm. because what they do then is they go, oh yeah, well, what about if someone else comes and they need my service? So actually when you look at it, it comes from a place of scarcity and lack on why people don't want to specialize. Because if you've specialized and you're getting clients, you don't mind if people don't come to you. If could, could you help somebody else? Yeah, you could. And actually uh, what a lot of people don't realize is when you specialize, you actually get a lot of other people coming into you asking if you can help them in other areas as well. But because people are afraid of losing business, they don't specialize. So that comes from a fear mentality, lack mentality, and what they think is going to bring them business by going broad is actually the very thing that usually they end up going out of business. Yeah, because they're yeah. so broad. Yeah, yeah. I think. Uh, thank you for that. There's there's loads in there that you've said. I think the um, that idea of of the scarcity mentality and that fear if you like of, of missing out that kind of FOMO of oh, but what if I can't help this person what if I can't serve that person am I going to go out of business um there's a there's a really interesting again just uh, I think we've we've just spoken about it for anybody listening as well I would uh, I would recommend going back and listen to episode 41 um of the podcast where um with with James Shramko 
And um, just for my, I've, I've mentioned this in previous episodes as well, um, Jason, but in that he talks about, he uses the phrase staying in your lane, um, not, you know, not treading into other people's areas of expertise. And, and that, that advice from him alone has kind of made me think, you know, if I have conversations with somebody and they're looking specifically for Facebook ads, and I know that I could probably, I could probably do an 85% job with Facebook ads, but, but really it's not a hundred percent job that I could do with Instagram or LinkedIn, you know, similar. And, 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 and rather than trying to do all these things and be these things to, to, to everybody, it's, it's having that confidence. And I guess if you've got the network as well, but being able to say, do you know what, actually I can, I can recommend this person and I can recommend that person. And, and we've had, you know, over the past couple of months as, as a thanks again to, to that, that advice, I guess, from, from, from James was, that I have been able to refer people on and, and we've had conversations where people maybe haven't what they're looking for or what they need isn't suited to, to, to maybe me being able to always help them. But it allows me to then say, well, have a chat with Jason about LinkedIn because what you're doing right now would really, really work on that. Um, so I, I like that a lot. Thank you for, 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 for bringing that up. How, how do we're going to come onto LinkedIn in just a moment, but if people really need that push or that help or that guidance about, yeah, do you know what? I, I am a bit too broad. Maybe I am, trying to catch everybody, but really I'm getting nobody. What kind of tips or advice would you have for people that want to, or that need to, or feel the need to specialize? How could they practically go about doing that? Yeah. So the, the first, the first thing that I always ask people is what's the main outcome that you're able to help people to achieve. So what's that one thing. And when it comes down to like life coaches, they're, they're, in my experience, there always seems to be that there needs to be a little bit more work because people say, well, help them. I can help people achieve their dreams or I can help people re reach their goals. But again, what does that, what does that mean? Are you helping them reach their financial goals, their weight loss goals, their relationship goals, their business goals? Like, what are you, it doesn't make any, I don't know what you're helping me with. So getting really specific on what it is, what's that main outcome? And this stumps people, but that's, that's why having a coach and a mentor to walk you through that process is really helpful. People who've already been through that process can help you see that and ask you those questions that will challenge you and make you think in ways that you haven't thought before and help you specialize. But um, that that's one of the big things is what's that main outcome? What's that one special, what makes you different? Yeah. Like if, if I went to person A as a life coach and I came to you as a life coach, what, what's going to make you, what's the outcome you can help me achieve that other people can. Um, and then the other thing is getting really clear on who your target market is. Okay. So, cause if, if you said, let's just, let's just say it was a weight loss coach and they're helping to help people lose weight, which PTs is, is you know, personal trainers are a great example of putting yourself in a commodity market where you just compete on price, right? You know, you're a PT. Great. You help me the gym. How much you charge? Great. Let me ask the person. Oh, they're two pounds cheaper than, than you are. So I'm going to go with them. So how do you specialize in that? So saying I'm a PT because you don't want to miss out any on any business. You just want any business because you just want to make money. But specializing saying, you know, I help athletes to achieve peak performance in three months is very different than I'm a PT. Yeah. Very, very different. Yeah, yeah. And so positioning yourself in that way all of a sudden attracts the right type of client. Your client that your ideal clients will self-identify with what you're doing. And then all the marketing that you do speaks specifically to the pain points of your ideal target market. Where if you're just saying I'm a PT, I can help everybody, 
your your language in marketing is so broad, it 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 doesn't. It's it's a wide casting net with big holes, and yep. you don't catch anything. Yeah, yeah. That's the way I kind of look at it. So, yeah. so let's let's. That's a great place to transition then into into LinkedIn. I think. Um, for you then, Jason, what is the specific, you know, as a, as a model example, what is the specific outcome that you help people achieve? Yeah. So I help coaches, consultants, and advisors to generate two to five high quality leads per day on LinkedIn without paying for ads. So that's specifically what I do. Um, I'm, I'm working more with biz, uh, some non-coaches consultants, so more kind of corporations, bigger businesses and stuff as well. So we're, we're moving more into doing that as well but that's ultimately it's helping people to generate high quality leads on linkedin do it effectively and not do do it in a way that's spammy which if you're on linkedin you've probably been spammed so it's doing it way where it's not being spammy as well yeah yeah okay um and um, 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 why linkedin why 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 was that platform right for you what are the you know because the, because there'll be there'll be people listening today and and in fact just i guess to give a bit of context as well so there'll be people listening um, who maybe are using LinkedIn or they say, oh, I'm on LinkedIn, uh, but perhaps the, the results aren't there or, oh, well, I'm using Instagram, but should I, is LinkedIn going to be a distraction for me? That kind of thing. Um, and I should say, actually, I, I, I hadn't considered mentioning this, but but we started working together on LinkedIn and we we did just a couple of sessions together and and that generated, it's that I think LinkedIn now is generating a third of, of the company's income um on a regular basis based on just on the strategies that we talked about that you that you supported me with jason so Amazing. um it, it it's it's it is incredible it really really is um that's not to say any way I'm, I'm rushing away from instagram but but there's obviously a reason why linkedin and why you're there so tell us a little bit what why linkedin what why is this why is this something that people want to be considering yeah um so i love linkedin i'll probably i'm probably going to geek out a little bit but I love LinkedIn. It's, it's an awesome platform. Um, is it right for everyone? No. So I'll talk around kind of who it's right for and who it's not right for, but it is probably the most misunderstood and underutilized platform, social media platforms right now. Uh, may not always be that way, but it, it, it definitely is right now. And I see it being that way for a good few numbers of years as well. So um, the, th- the main difference between LinkedIn and other platforms and every platform has its place. Okay, so I'm not bashing any other platforms or anything like that. But LinkedIn is it's a professional network. It's a professional platform. So, you know, Instagram, Facebook, um, you know, there's a you're a lot of people are on there to share things about their personal life. Okay, they'll post pictures of where they've eaten and where they've gone and all that kind of stuff. And again, there's a place for that. But uh, LinkedIn is where professionals go. Um, the average income, depending on which kind of resource you're pulling from, is anywhere between kind of seventy and eighty thousand U.S. dollars. They report in dollars, um, and uh, it's lower on the other platforms. Uh, your decision makers are on LinkedIn. Okay, you have uh, your professionals. You've got your your senior level managers, your owners, CEOs, C level execs. They're on LinkedIn, and the when you, how you position yourself and what you do on LinkedIn, you have a more professional conversation. And because you're dealing with the decision makers on LinkedIn, it's just a phenomenal platform to be able to work from. 
So, and people are there to do business. You know, I mean, that's what LinkedIn set it up there to be is, is to be a, a business networking platform. So if you do it right, it's really powerful and can get you a lot of businesses as you said, you've experienced yourself as well. So yeah. it's amazing. Absolutely. So let's, let's push it a, a bit further and talk about how, how you can do it right or how people can do it right. And again, you know, people will be people listening who, who are using it currently. Maybe they've, they've got an account, but they're not dabbling. Or maybe people listen that, that feel like they're, they're really, really successful with LinkedIn, but no doubt there's one or two things and tips that they could pick up. Um, before that, I think it's probably worth say, <laughs> saying, because this is a, a memory that haunts me, but we, just to give a bit of context again for people listening is that we spoke on stage together at the end of last year, um, December at an event in Manchester. Um, and, um, um, Paul was speaking first. Uh, he spoke on, uh, general social media and then Twitter. And then I did a section on Instagram and you did a section on LinkedIn. And at the end of your section, not mine or Paul's, but the end of your section, people gave a standing ovation, uh, <laughs> Which, which was, is pretty damaging for your self-confidence when the guy after you gets a standing ovation. But there's a good reason for that. And it's because of the specific strategies and things that you shared, which were wow in that session. So tell us, please tell us what, what immediate things can people do, no matter what level they are or, or how long they've been using the platform or what their business background is, or maybe even what they're looking to do at the moment. Are there some specific key takeaways that people could start using and implementing from, from, uh, from LinkedIn. Yeah. So the first one is going back to what we were talking about is getting very specific on what you do, being really clear on that. So I, I see all the time people having like, you know, CEO or manager. So they have their title on their headline. Um, they're uh, they'll say, you know, a life coach or executive coach or whatever. It's really broad. Make sure that you get really specific on what you do, what's that outcome? Your headline on LinkedIn shows up everywhere. So it shows up in your messages. Uh, it, it shows up in, in, if you, in your notifications, when, if people get a notification that you've done anything, it shows up everywhere. And so you want people to self-identify with that headline and see what that key benefit is that you bring to them. Yeah. What makes you different from everybody else? So that's kind of the first thing. And then I, with LinkedIn, a lot of people, when they go and create their profile and do their about section, they write it like they're writing a CV or for any listeners, fellow Americans out there, uh, the resume. So, um, but they write it in that, in that format. And I don't know about you, Jake, but I have never got excited about reading a CV. No. Ever. <laughs> like, you know, when I, when I was back in my day, when I was doing corporate stuff, um, and I was hiring people, I would go, Oh, God, I'm so excited today. Today is my day to read all the CVs that have come in. Like I hated it because they're boring. And all it is, is people talking all about themselves and what they've done. And do you really believe everything you see on a CV anyway? I mean, people there, they're just trying to build themselves up, right? So you need your, your profile to be about your ideal prospect. What pain points and challenges are they, they going through instead of you going, okay, this is, you know, I've done this for 20 years. These are the degrees I have. It, it, people just like, okay, great. But at the end of the day, they don't care about me. They don't care about you. They want to know how you can help them achieve a particular outcome. So having that really geared towards your target market and it, it engages with them. And that's what you want it to do. You want it to engage and you want that really strong profile around that. So that's the first thing. Profile is definitely important. However, just having a profile doesn't mean you're going to get a flood of leads coming in either. 
okay which is a, kind of a, a common misconception like oh yeah, yeah optimize per profile and next thing i know um you know it's like it's like that movie filled of dreams you build it and they will come no <laughs> they won't if if they do there's a phrase i like is it possible yes is it probable no okay it's it's not probable you're going to get a, a flood of leads coming in just because you you tweak your profile or optimize it and all that kind of stuff but the other thing then is how you're communicating and the content you put out and how you're targeting and reaching out to people is really important so there's two ways that you can do this one is very passive and the and the and the other one is more proactive i prefer the proactive and i like combining that and supplementing it with the passive okay and so the passive side is posting content and again it's one of those things where that people think i'm going to just post content and i'm going to get a flood of leads coming in and it again can it happen yes is it probable no I do see people getting leads coming in from content they post, but it's rare. And it's usually a slow burn as well. Okay. It can take months and months to get leads in as people, you know, see your content. And the other side of it as well is I wouldn't say I'm necessarily the best at content, you know, as far as a creative like person or design or anything like that. And so if you're not great at content, you don't know if the content you're putting out is actually adding value. You know, I mean, some people are amazing at it. So that's the other side as well. So just yeah. putting content out. Okay. Okay. So, con so content is one element, but it's not everything. Um, yeah. So further to that then, what's additional to the content? Oh, oh, let's talk about a little bit more about content first of all. Frequency, is that important? Um, is there a strategy behind content that you, you'd advise on? I think frequency is is important. I definitely say do something at least once a week as a minimum. Uh, if you can do more, definitely do more than that. I, mean, I, I do more than one a week, but at least be consistent with doing something once a week. Uh, and, and always look at how you're gonna add value to people. Put, pe put yourself in your target market shoes and, and ask yourself, if I saw this piece of content, would it add value to me? And if it doesn't, then rework how you're gonna put the content out there and put something out, out that, that, that does. So yeah, content is definitely, it, it's good, it's valuable, it's great to have out there. Um, but I, I do recommend using it as a supplement of being more uh, proactive in your approach on how you reach out to people. So yeah, that's kind of the, the content idea. In terms of where, what you're doing to be more proactive then, which is I guess kind of the next question people would ask is, okay, well, passive, what do I do for proactive? And it's how you reach out and connect with people. It's making sure that you're using LinkedIn to find your ideal prospects and communicate with them and, and have a system in place where you're adding value. And there's a balance between trying to create rapport and conversation that leads on to just chat that doesn't go anywhere, but then being aggressive where you send a sales message out in your connection message, which I don't recommend. Okay, so it's that balance. How, how do you stand out above your competition? How do you make people get noticed? How do you become disruptive in the way that you communicate that makes people stop scrolling and pay attention either to your content, but the messages you're sending out to them? And that's the key point is how do you make people pay attention? And if you can do that while adding value, you've got an equation that equals success, which is you know, kind of what I teach and show people how to do. So 
It's powerful. Works really well. Okay, so that sounds that that makes a lot of sense. So based on that, then Jason, how can people actually move their conversations and the audience and the connections that they've got on LinkedIn? How do they actually move them into more meaningful conversations? Say into the sales conversations, call on the phone. How would that work? Yeah, cool. So I'll give a couple couple tips here. Uh, one thing is I definitely recommend people using Sales Navigator. Uh, it, it, there is a cost to, but there's a 30 day free trial. And if you use it properly, which is what I show people to do, it, it will definitely, your return on investment on that will go through the roof. But with sales navigators, there's a, a couple really cool things that it will allow you to do. Obviously, well, uh, there's no restrictions on your searches and all that sort of stuff, which is good. But there's a cool little trick and a hack that a lot of people don't realize with sales navigator you're able to search for prospects that are, not, that are not only your secondary degree connections and your second degree connections are uh, the first degree connections of your first degree connections. So it works that way. Okay. So, but not only will it pull up the second degree connections, you can also, it'll pull up the third degree connections you have, but there's a cool little feature on there where you, it will also based on your search parameter, it will pull up people that are in groups that you're in on LinkedIn. Okay. Okay. So this is really, really cool. So if you're trying to connect with your ideal prospects and trying to build out a network, you can do that. You know, one of the ways you can do that is, is connect with people that might have a, their, uh, you know, a lot of their first degree connections, maybe your ideal prospect. So you could do that, but you're not always guaranteed that person is going to follow you back and all that sort of stuff. Right. With groups, when you go into the normal, normal LinkedIn and you search for a group, so let's say you're wanting to work with coaches as an example. You've, you've got a, a product, a service, you can help coaches, whatever. If you just type in coaches into the search bar on LinkedIn and then choose groups, which is a drop-down option, it will pull up groups specifically dedicated to coaches. Okay. Um, if you are looking for a particular, uh, if your target market is, let's say athletes. Okay. So let's we'll go back to our personal trainer example. If your target market is athletes, you can look for groups for athletes. So you can do athletes, you can do football, you can do basketball. You can search for all these groups on LinkedIn. And there are groups with 15, 20,000, a hundred thousand members in these groups that have self-identified saying, I want to be in this group because it's a coach's group or it's a sports group. And so by you going in uh, and requesting to be, become a member in that group, and once you get accepted, which most of the time they accept you, what that does then on Sales Navigator is it opens up, okay, if you have 100,000 people in a group and you can join up to 100 groups on LinkedIn, okay, so just put those numbers in your head. It opens up a massive network of your ideal prospects that you're then able to connect to become first degree connections with, and then build that rapport and this kind of system, walk people through to be able to actually connect and communicate with people. It's, it's amazing. Really, really cool. So that's, that's the first thing. Once you've connected with your ideal prospects, they've become connections. How do you build that value? How do you go through that process of 
standing above the crowd, making yourself different. We talked about being disruptive earlier. How do you disrupt people's day-to-day lip patterns and business and life to make them pay attention to you? So there's loads of ways to engage and connect and, and stuff with people on LinkedIn. One of the really cool features that a lot of people don't realize is yes, you can send a message on LinkedIn, but you can also send a voice message on LinkedIn, which a lot of people don't know. And you can also do video messaging as well. Uh, it's a little bit more advanced technique, but the, the video messages, I'm sorry, the, the audio messages are really powerful. You can only, it's only 60 seconds, so it has to be short and sweet, but it's personalized, it's different. And they're able to hear your voice, your tonality, they, you're a real person. They know it's not just a copy and paste message. And, and there's that rapport that's built instantaneously. And you're able to, I'll use the phrase, get away with more, okay? Because it's so personalized, you know, you're able to be a, a bit more direct and asking them to maybe get on a call with them to discuss how you can help them. There, there's a way to do it, which, you know, I'll go over and teach people. But you're able to get away with more because people are just blown away. Like, wow, someone's actually taking the time to send me a personalized voicemail. Okay, I want to know more about what this person has to do. And it's just, yeah. it's so effective. It's incredibly powerful, isn't it? It's, yeah. it's one of my favorite tools on Instagram as well. Uh, incredibly powerful. Yeah, it's, it's really, really powerful with that. So, you know, is, is with everything, there's a right way and a wrong way to, to do, you know, either written messages or audio messages and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, I, I do teach people how to do that, but it's, it's making sure you're, you're being disruptive. How do you get people to pay attention and take notice to you? And that's the key. And once you get people on the phone, then obviously you're just adding value to them. You go through, I mean, that's a whole nother conversation around, you know, how do you have those conversations and move them into clients and all that kind of stuff. Um, but you know, LinkedIn is just a phenomenal platform for, as I said earlier, Jake, it is right now, one of the most underutilized and misunderstood social platforms and how to generate leads through that. And if you're using it properly, it's powerful. It's really, really effective. And you know, it's great. Uh, Actually what I'll do is I'll go back because one of the things we were mentioning earlier is who is it right for and who is it not, not right for. So it's really good for high ticket uh, offers. So products or services, really, really good for that. Um, But even for some lower ticket offers, okay? And when I mean higher ticket offers, I'm talking preferably thousand pounds, thousand dollars plus. It can still be really effective for lower offers as well. Uh, But because LinkedIn is a professional network, it's very effective for business to business or products and services to professionals. If you, if you primarily have a product or service that's to a consumer, so B2C, if you're, if you're selling you know, pens to the end consumer, um, it's probably not the best platform for you. Uh, definitely Instagram uh, and Facebook, Facebook would be better platforms for you. Now, if you're a wholesaler or a manufacturer of pens, then LinkedIn is phenomenal for you. But, um, you know, and it's a great platform for coaches. And you've, you've done very well off LinkedIn. A lot of coaches, you know, I obviously do really well off LinkedIn, but a lot of coaches is as long as your positioning is right and how you communicate, um, you know, coaches, consultants do really well on LinkedIn as well. So, but um, you know, manufacturers, construction, loads and loads and loads of industries. It's, it's a phenomenal platform for. So those, that that's, 
that's where you want to be on, on, on LinkedIn. So. Thanks, Jay. I mean, that just the idea about the groups. The groups, I mean, the groups just is, is just one element, Jason, that sounds incredibly, incredibly powerful. Um, so furthering on from that, plus what you've said about moving people off the platform as well, then if people want to learn more and they want to get a bit more ideas about if they're using LinkedIn at the moment and how they could use it more effectively, are there ways that, what, what would be the best way for, for, say, for them to have a conversation with you about that? Yeah, sure. So the best way really is on LinkedIn. Um, if people just send me a connection uh, request on LinkedIn, um, maybe in your connection message, just say, hey, heard you on Jake's podcast, just so I know uh, there's a, a, kind of a, a connection there. And yeah, so it's, uh, if you just go to LinkedIn, it's Jason, J-A-S-O-N-A, Osborne, O-S-B-O-R-N. So Jason A. Osborne is my LinkedIn name. So you can just go in there and connect with me. Let me know you, you heard us on, heard me on the podcast. And, um, you, you know, uh, you can also, if you want to have a little bit more of a chat, you know, I could more than happy to offer a complimentary strategy session as well, just for everyone that's come in from uh, listening to the podcast here with Jake, just as a thank you for, for Jake and to listening to the podcast today as well. So um, happy to just chat through, have a discussion with you and uh, see what you're doing and go from there. So Jason, moving on then now, um, I want to move into the quick fire round. So it's kind of quick fire questions. It doesn't have to be quick fire answers at all, but I'd love to know what is, when you're working with people and speaking to people and chatting to people with so much experience now in this space, what is the biggest mistake that you see people making again and again and again? Yeah. So the biggest mistake that I see people make is uh, lack of consistency and also not having support to help them move forward. So those are the two biggest things around that. So I see a lot of people go, okay, yeah, I'm just going to try to figure it out on my own. And the challenge with that, which I know this sounds self-serving because I'm a coach, right? But I have coaches in my life. I apply this a principle to myself. And I know, Jake, you've got coaches in your life. So I'm not just saying this as a self-serving thing. I actually apply it in my life as well. If I see an area where I want to improve or know that it's an area that's holding me back, I'll go find a coach that specializes in that area and hire them as a coach. And can sometimes that mean that it's a little bit like, Oh gosh, that really that's the price point on it. But I always look at it on what's, what's the outcome. What's that benefit. And going back to one of your original first questions, uh, Jake is, you know, having those people in your life, and, and looking at, um, you know, who, who do you want to become to have those results? And so if a, a coach that's coaching people all the time in a particular area is helping people get results in that, then have that coach help you. They can see things you don't see. They'll ask questions you've never thought of before. They'll help you with processes and systems that are proven that can help you move forward in that so definitely having a coach, um, having a mentor that can help you through that process. And then consistency is the other thing. You know, if it, it doesn't matter how, it doesn't matter if you have a coach. If you're not, con, you know, if you have a coach, the best coach in the whole world on whatever thing you're wanting coaching in, if you're not consistent in what you're working on, it won't work because things build and build and build. And oftentimes what happens is people want quick results. They want to see 
they see the future self that they want to be and they want it in 30 days and it's unrealistic i'd say 98 percent of the time to accomplish something like that in 30 days you know it takes time you have to build that up there's things you learn there's a process that you need to go through so making sure you get the help to help you move forward and then staying consistent and as well as not only being consistent but learning what you need to learn in that process because i've also talked spoken with people where they're consistent but they're consistently doing the wrong things for months and months on end so it's about learning in that process and always improving that as well so those those are the two biggest things i'd say uh, to help people move forward perfect thank you jason and um and just just Final question I ask everybody who comes on the podcast, I'd love to ask you this as well. Uh, the title of the podcast is Influence. And I have to ask, what does the word influence mean to you? Yeah, good question. So to me, it's impact. That's the first word that kind of comes to my mind. Influence is impact. And the, the more you're able to impact people, the more influential you can be. Um, one of the things, and, and I don't say this very often, but now it's out there when I say this, well, ever, ever since I was a teenager, one of the things that I've always wanted uh, is I, I've always wanted hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people to know my name. That sounds really arrogant. I know. Okay. It, it really does, particularly coming from an American. Okay. Um, but it, it's not because I want necessarily people to know my name, but I, what I do know is if people know my name in a, in a positive way, let me put the caveat on there in a positive way. Okay. But if, if, if hundreds of thousands or millions of people know my name, to me, it means I'm having an impact. I'm having influence. And, and that's why I want that there is I want to impact. I want influence. I want to help people. And sometimes it's just something really small. And then other times, you know, I can really have massive impact and influence on people's lives. So that's what it means to me, man. Influence is impact. And I want to have as much as I can. And I, I want to help others have as much impact and influence as they can as well. Because uh, there's there's some amazing people out in the world that have a lot to contribute and give. And uh, if we all work together, I know this sounds really hairy fairy, but if we all work together on it, you know, we can we can just continue to help help people and, and grow and develop. And I love it. Good fun. I fully agree. Uh, I think that's the perfect place uh, to, to end as well, um, Jason. So I just want to say again, thank you so much for your time. And thank you for joining us today. Uh, I appreciate your patience only as well with the, the, the noises in the background, um, and, which was totally unexpected. But this is, you know, this, is, this is what happens when we're working from home and, and lockdown and, and, and such. This is real life. But um, I appreciate you, you, your patience with that as well and, and working with yeah. me. Um, so thank you so much. Uh, very much appreciated. One final time, where can people find you and learn more about you, um, Jason? Yeah, sure. LinkedIn, Jason Osborne. Jason A. Osborne is the LinkedIn name and Osborne is O-S-B-O-R-N. Hit me up, send me a connection. I'm happy to connect. Awesome. Thank you so much. And for everybody that's been listening, I do trust this has been useful. LinkedIn, without any doubt, it's something that, that's, that's brought um, some great, fantastic results for my business over the past few months. And, and again, big thanks to you, Jason, for that. Um, we'll welcome. put links in the, in the show notes to the books that you've mentioned and also so people can connect with you on LinkedIn as well. Um, thank you so much for being with us. I do hope we can, we can do this again in the future. And, um, and for everybody that's listening, thanks again for being with us uh, and for listening to this episode. And we will speak to you very, very soon. Take care. Hi, friends. Jake here again. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. You can find links to anything that we've discussed 
books, trainings, other podcasts, uh, anything currently that we're enjoying, you will find those in the show notes. Or you'll find it somewhere in and around all the information that you usually find in a podcast. And a reminder that if you'd like to know more about what I do, if you want more of tools, resources, any recommendations, readings, uh, free training, products and such, then you can find all of that on the website jakeadamdavy.com. Equally, if you want to come over and say hello, Instagram is always the best place and the account is at jakeadamdavy. If you're enjoying this podcast, don't hesitate to leave us a review. Of course, the more stars, the better. And equally, sharing is caring. So if you've heard something or listened to something that you've enjoyed yourself and you think will be beneficial or useful to other people, please do pass that on. It will be very much appreciated. And as you know, when you get a recommendation from somebody that you trust, there really is nothing better. Thank you so much. And until next time, stay on mission, do something extraordinary for others, keep inspiring and keep growing your circle of influence. Goodbye.